Welcome to the Beyond Fitness Podcast with Mel and Bree. I'm Mel. And I'm Bree. And we're two moms on a mission to educate and empower others to take charge of their health by ditching the all or nothing mentality, leading by example, and living life without deprivation. Making improvements to your health doesn't have to be hard. And we want you to have the tools to teach your family that you can be healthy and enjoy life. Hello. Hey, girl. Hey, what's going on? Hey, you know, same old, same old. (laughs) Just over here living the dream day by day. Another day and Groundhog Day, right? Yes, yes. But, you know, it's, you know what? I feel like we'll see, we'll see the end of the rainbow someday. Well, we have to. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I don't know if I can go on living like this. Yeah. (laughs) For someone who is very, like, much an extroverted extrovert, uh, my sanity can only handle so much being inside with little people that yeah. I can't really hold much of a conversation with. <laughs> I am, well, you know me, I'm like a total introvert. I have my extroverted <laughs> moments, but I'm honestly like, I'm okay um, in that regard. Now, what is driving me nuts is the thing with an introvert is we like our time. But we like the alone time. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I'm stuck at home, which is fine with me because I'm not out being around people. But I have no quiet time to myself. That's what's killing me. Oh, yeah. Like, we were, we played Egg Hunt earlier today. Oh, fine. Like, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I hid for them and they hid for me. And no, it actually was kind of fun. Um, but by, like, the third round, one of them was literally following me everywhere I went. I mean, I'd turn around and it's like, she's up my butt. <laughs> I was like, girls, listen, we've got a long time of being in the house, okay? We don't have to follow each other around the entire house. Let's not start that, you know. Clearly, you have not taught them about social distancing. I, I've, apparently, I'm failing. As a mother, <laughs> as a social distancing mother, I am failing. Um, so... Well, that's yeah. fine. My my daughter, she just wants to be held all mm. the time. All the time. Uh, and then she constantly, so, you know, TJ, who works from home, and so she constantly wants to go upstairs, be with daddy, and I try to keep the kids downstairs to not bother him while he's working. And right. so every five minutes, I'm turning around, I'm like, where's Lily? Where'd she go? Because she's so sneaky. She's so quick. (laughs) And I'm like, where the heck did that girl go? And sure enough, she's upstairs trying to get into daddy's office. She's knocking on the door. Daddy! Daddy! (laughs) But there was a couple times last week where she went upstairs and just put herself to bed, which was awesome. (laughs) Well, that's lovely. I was like searching the entire house. And finally, I went in her room and the light's off. Um, but I went in there and she's just like passed out in bed. And I'm like, how did that happen? <laughs> yeah. Why can't that happen about seven o'clock every night? What yeah. Right. Right. Goodness. Goodness. <laughs> um, so let me ask you a question. Yeah. Are, are your girls picky eaters? Um, I'm going to go with yes. Okay. As a whole, I, I would say they're typical kids. Okay. So, well, so since my kids have been 
home with me for like every meal. I've yeah. noticed <laughs> just how fed every meal. Did you know well, that? Yeah, it's so weird. They're I like, know. "Mommy, I'm hungry." I'm like, "But you ate just like a couple hours ago. You right. want to eat again?" <laughs> right. Well, we have to do this again. Yeah. And my my oldest and my youngest are going through a growth spurs. I swear. Oh, and so they're hungry like every five minutes, and I'm yes. like, "I just fed you, right?" And I didn't just feed you like a cracker. I fed you like. A turkey dog, um, piece of fruit, some cheese, some chicken. Like I fed you basically what I eat times two, and you're still hungry, right? So I think they have tapeworms. Oh my goodness, they must. Yeah, because I don't know how how on earth they have a lot of room. I, I don't either. But I've noticed like one in particular of my kids is extremely picky and it drives me crazy he like so he used to not be like that but all of a sudden there's just certain things he won't he won't eat so I thought you know I'm not the only mom I'm sure going through that this time around oh gosh no so I figured tonight we could talk about picky eaters and basically how to set them up for success how to give parents tips to help transition their kids through you know their picky phase right now I think that's a great topic especially since we are all home together and we have a hundred percent control over what the kids are eating um, we can really take stock into what what they're doing and like their patterns and their habits and and um, this is the great time to get that under control Absolutely. Because um, right now I feel like sets them up for the tone for, you know, their future, like for, yeah. you know, as they're going into teenage years and adulthood, these habits that they're learning now, right. they're building a relationship with food. And yeah. if they have an unhealthy relationship with food, they essentially very well likely will be unhealthy growing up as, you know, adults. Yeah. And so I know you've got some great tips. I've kind of read over your notes and they're all the things that I recommend and even more. This is definitely your wheelhouse, but mm-hmm. I want to say before you even list these, and I think we'll probably both say it a couple of times through is we are both moms and we're like real life moms. And we also get that sometimes you need to just pick your battles. And yes. there are some nights, like one of mine had pancakes, the other one had waffles for dinner. And you know what? We're calling it good for today. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. So we've both got a ton of tips and tricks and things that will help. But it's not like, oh, if you just do these, everything's going to be perfect. Because that's not the truth. That's not real life. These are not like the Ten Commandments no. <laughs> of, of, you know, feeding, feeding kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they're in, you know, every child is so different. Oh, um, for sure. So. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to preface that, but I'm super excited to go over your, what you've got here, because you've got some really great suggestions that I think will help a lot of people. Well, that's, that's the goal here. Good. (laughs) But well, so starting off with picky eaters, it really does depend on the age and the level of understanding of the child on what's going to work with them um, to get them on the right track for you know, teenage years to adulthood. Um, So the very first thing I want to start off with, with, which I really think is the most important thing, is 
as parents, we need to be a good role model for our kid. Oh my gosh. Can you say that again for the people <laughs> on the <laughs> As parents, we need to be good role models for our children. <laughs> Amen, um, it, but it is really important because, you know, monkey see, monkey do. Mm-hmm. So they see what we do and they want to mimic that. I mean, how many times when your kids are growing up or even now, they see you do something and they try to do that. I noticed that with my two-year-old daughter. I mean, she's really going through that growing phase where she's, you know, coming into her own and expressing herself. And she she wants to explore and learn the world around her. And I have to watch what I say and do because mm-hmm. she just wants to mimic it. Oh, yeah. And that'll come back to bite you in the ass. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sure. But, you know, if... if your kids see like you're forcing them to eat spinach broccoli or you're putting it on their plates and you don't have any on yours you just have mashed potatoes and fried chicken right be like well mommy and daddy don't have to eat spinach right why should i yeah so that's going to be their first the first where their their mind goes to right first place and honestly, I don't blame them because that would confuse the heck out of me, too. You're telling me that I have to do something, but you don't have to do it. And you're not explaining why. Because th- you can't. There's no good reason for you saying, oh, you have to eat your vegetables, but I don't. Other than I'm the parent, which is, in my opinion, a lousy excuse. Yeah. And I think that also ties well into into the diet mentality uh, mm-hmm. and why you know, if you are watching what you're eating or following a particular meal plan, it's really important not to, well, mommy's on a diet or mommy can't eat this. We don't want to create those negative thoughts around food. Um, and, and that's why it's all the more important to, like you said, lead by example. <laughs> you know, mommy shouldn't be eating just a salad and green beans every day, all day, or a protein shake. Um, your kids want to be more like you than anything else. Um, oh, absolutely. You know? <clears throat> okay, carry on. Sorry. It just made me think. No, 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 no. <laughs> You're fine. So the next topic I want to talk about is be patient when you're introducing new foods to your kids and don't feel the need to force feed them certain foods. Uh, if you think about it, Okay, so I I had this thought. I don't know why this was the first thing in my head when I was writing down the notes. So did you ever watch Indiana Jones? Any of them? Um, No, (laughs) I haven't. Okay, (laughs) so in Indiana Jones, they eat some pretty bizarre things. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the things they eat in one of the movies, I can't remember which one, I think it's the Temple of Doom, is monkey brains. And, you know, some, in some countries, that's a delicacy. Like that, that is, like, that is like, you know, (laughs) like uh, fish is here to us or bacon or something like that. And so you're coming across this new food as an adult monkey braid. Somebody served it to you. Would you eat it? No, thank you. That's a hard. Okay. So, and that's the same thing for, for toddlers or, I mean, for older kids too, but mostly toddlers those monkey brains is basically like you put something in front of them that they're not familiar with. They're going to treat it the same way you would monkey brains where it's foreign to them. And we need to remember that when we're serving that to them is that they don't know what this is. 
and they're hesitant to try it. There was a study I read a while back that it said it takes a toddler about 15 to 20 times of eating a certain thing before they actually will eat it or where it's put in front of them, they'll actually eat it. So, Mm. because they just, they don't like new things. They're very hesitant. Mm -hmm. So we just have to be mindful of that. And if you force feed them, Right there, that's causing a negative relationship with food. Yeah. Uh, You never want to force feed your kid. Now, you do want to put it in front of them, give it as an option, maybe try serving it up in different ways. Yeah. But you never want to force feed them. No. Because it's just just setting them up for failure with relationship with that particular food or just any food in general yeah we have um I have a two bite rule in the house if there's something new uh I mean mine are 10 now but they have to try two bites that's that's all um and if they absolutely don't like it okay that's fine now that doesn't mean I'm never going to make it again um but at least for that meal it's like you just have to get through two bites and then we're going to move on I'm not going to stress about it um so that, yeah, that, we, that works we do the same us. thing. Yeah. Yeah. That works so. for us most of the time. Um, but then, you know, I think another important thing is not to make things that are so like crazy or out there either. Oh yeah. You know, like you don't need to be serving up your child, some delicacy, you know, caviar or, or something that I think that's just a little bit much. I mean, if your kiddo loves that stuff, more power to you, but I think keeping it simple is really good too. Absolutely. Um, there is times, and actually it's going to be in the next topic that we talk about or the next bullet point, but there are times when I will change the form of certain foods to get them to eat it because they just really won't eat it and they need those vitamins. Mm, yeah. So I'll tweak it to make sure that they're getting, like my, my middle one, he will not eat anything green besides broccoli. <laughs> Like, that is the only green vegetable he will eat. But if I put it into a smoothie, it, I make it, a, and I'll talk about it in a minute, um, a green Hulk milkshake. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Hulk drinks this milkshake, and that's what gives him, you know, his big, strong muscles. And right. he, he just eats that up. Um, there's, so there's certain times for that, but I always recommend mm-hmm. giving it in its true form. You know, you can try steaming it up. You can try grilling it. You can try throwing it in the air fryer. You can, you know, change the texture a little bit right. that way first. I would always recommend doing that first and trying it in its true form before you try putting it in other ways. Sure. Uh, but, you, yeah, because right now they're coming, and I'm talking about toddlers in this moment, they're coming into their independence like they're trying, they're exploring, they're figuring things out. Um, and they want, they want that control, mm-hmm. you know, of what they eat. And it can be a struggle. So, again, you don't want to set them up to have this negative relationship with food. But you also want them to be open to trying things. Right, exactly. So, um, and which takes us into the next thing so you want to appeal to their senses uh try to make try to make food fun i mean 
I'm not saying that you should during a meal cater to them, but if you're having a lunch, you know, you're at lunch at home and you're making food with them or you're showing food in different ways, making it interesting. Like we do the green Hulk milkshake and in that it has spinach, kale, bananas, pineapple, um, and almond milk. Mm. And, um, my son loves it, but he won't eat spinach or kale by itself. Right. In any way, shape or form. Right. (laughs) Um, but things like maybe serve, you know, carrots in like a unusual mug or cup, something fun, different, make food into a kebab. Like you can put a bunch of fruit on a kebab. What is that? Kids love anything on a stick. I don't know. Maybe they associate it with popsicles. I'm not really sure. Mine were the same they, when they were younger. It's like, I, they didn't like it, but damn it, if I put it on a stick, they'd eat it up. I'm like, what? I know. So if you just, you have to appeal to their senses. Yeah. And mostly it's their visual senses, like things with bright colors, yeah. putting them on sticks, shaping them into animals. Um, like, I've seen, I mean, I've seen so many different things. You could do the ants on the log with the celery and the peanut butter and put little raisins on yep. it. Uh, you can cut up a cucumber and shape it in the way of a caterpillar and take some carrot and make little antlers and feet and then do some little raisins for the eyes. Uh, there's so many different things you could do to make it interesting for them. You can even take cookie cutters and cut out shapes of different fruits and vegetables. We, I do that um, with I've their done, sandwiches still. <laughs> yeah. I Well, I'll do it. it now, my daughter, she, she'll eat almost anything right now, which I'm very fortunate mm-hmm. for. But uh, she's not a big fan of cucumbers. But if I cut them into stars, mm-hmm. she's all about it. I'll, I'll cut those into stars with some cheese and put that on a plate for her. And she'll go to town. Isn't that funny? I'm so, that's so weird. That's so weird. <laughs> you know, one little a thing that my girls have always loved is I'll take apple slices and put peanut butter between them and then just mm-hmm. like two to four marshmallows in between that. So it looks like teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, they love, and it's like four marsh, four mini marshmallows, big freaking whoop. Um, but they freaking love those things. So you're right about making it fun, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And, like, we'll make happy faces all the time. With Like, I'll do rice cakes and put with peanut butter and we'll put some little berries for the mouth right. and the eyes. And there's so many different ways you could dress them up. Just get creative. Yeah. Kids love that kind of stuff. It's like art class for their food. Right. Uh, so the next item is cook and grocery shop together Mm. it's extremely important Mm -hmm. that they learn early on where their food comes from uh what what the meal plan is for the week and that they maybe can give a little input Mm -hmm. and i'm not talking toddlers i mean yes definitely you know take them to the grocery store with you and talk about the fruits and the vegetables but as they get older start to educate them more on the meal planning, prepping process, uh, how you pair certain meals together. You know, if you're adding uh, meat, it's a good idea to add a vegetable 
and maybe um, some healthy carbs and what a healthy carb is and, you know, or out of starch. However you set up your meals, what is your methods to planning them that way? Yeah. And one thing that's always helped too is when my girls had some say in grocery shopping, when they got to pick out some things that looked interesting to them. I always found that they were more apt to trying something different if they had a hand in picking it out. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's really important that they have a say, just even if it's a little say, like, hey, what are we going to have tonight? Like, I'll ask my kids all the time. I'll have a couple meals already planned. Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, oh, what are we going to have tonight? Are we going to have chicken and uh, green beans? Or are we going to have pork chops and um, broccoli. So they're all acceptable choices. You're just letting them think that they really have more of a say than they actually do. (laughs) Yeah. And I usually ask them, Hey, should we do, cause I really have probably about seven or eight meals, like my Mm go-to meals that we do on a week to week basis. I mean, I'll always try new ones and kind of throw those Mm -hmm. in. But uh, I just have seven or eight go-tos, like, where I'm like, okay, I don't really have time to, like, fully do a meal plan this week, but I know I can grab stuff for these ones. So I'll ask the kids, hey, so what kind of vegetables should we do this week? And I'll start listing off some, and they'll give that advice, or I'll list off some some meats and be like, hey, what should we do? And, you know, they'll tell me about that, or, like, breakfast, what what should we do for breakfast? during the week, it's pretty, pretty standard what we do on a day-to-day basis. But like on the weekends, we usually do something a little bit more lax. Mm-hmm. Like we'll do um, French toast and bacon, or um, sometimes we'll do, like I'll make some homemade donuts or just something fun, mm-hmm. easy on the weekends, um, homemade muffins. But during the week, it's pretty much the same thing. Right. So, yeah, it's just, it makes such a difference when they have an input because they're more likely to actually eat it. Right. Agreed. So I think that's really important. Um, You want to avoid mealtime distractions. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And this is for all ages, whether you're a toddler, (laughs) whether you're a teenager, um, adults, you know, grandparents, anybody, you want to avoid all of the uh, distractions. So that means turning off the TV, putting up the tablets, putting away the cell phone. At dinner time, we, everybody puts their electronic devices up and they're out of sight, no distractions. Uh, TV goes off and we just sit and eat together. And no one is allowed to pick up their electronic devices until the last person is done. Mm. Even if that person is sitting there for an hour because they don't want to eat their green beans. <laughs> Ooh, you're like next level mom. Nice. Well, so we have the, the two bite rule. Mm. Like you have to try it. Uh, and my middle one, he will just refuse, refuse to even take the two bites. I'm like, okay, well, you're going to sit mm-hmm. there. Until, because we don't make, when we're introducing new things, we don't make them eat everything on the place. Like if we're adding a couple Mm -hmm. new things, but you need to at least 
try them and eat. So I know that my middle son, he did, I mean, he's the biggest of them all, but he doesn't like anything green but broccoli. He doesn't like potatoes unless it's in the form of French mm-hmm. fries. Um, and that's including sweet potatoes. Uh, so I'll put, and he only likes pork chops and what's the other thing that he likes? Bacon. All right. <laughs> and then, and then eggs, but like, and ch- certain chicken, uh, chicken a certain way he'll eat, but he doesn't like ground turkey. Um, he, there's a couple other things he doesn't like. And so if I give him chicken with broccoli and sweet potatoes, he doesn't have to eat all three, but he has to eat at least two out of the mm, three. Okay. Because he'll be like, mommy, after he gets up, he'll be like, mommy, I'm mm-hmm. hungry. You know, he won't want to go to bed because he's hungry because he didn't eat anything. Yeah. And I think that brings up another good point. Something we do too here. It When the girls, if they say they're hungry, just... You know, they didn't eat all their dinner, which you don't, I'm not a believer of. You have to clean your plate. You eat until you're satisfied. No, no, um, but if no. they've skimped on the veggies or, you know, and pulled the, I don't like that card, that's fine. When they come back later and say, I'm hungry, I'll say, great. You can go heat up some more dinner because there's more left. And nine times out of 10, they'll say, never mind. Yeah. Which tells me they're not really hungry um, and they're not going to starve. Like, if they're that hungry, you know, there is, I'll say eight times out of 10, they will come back and they'll be grudgingly, but they will heat up more dinner. Um, you kind of have to stand your ground on some of that stuff too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there is a fine line where you don't want to push them to where you have to be like, oh, you have right, to eat all right. your dinner. Every child is Because then different. they're going to yeah, and they're going to grow up thinking that they always have to, they're not going to be able to listen to right. their bodies, to those signals oh saying, I'm And full. that's something that I would say, mm, I'm going to go out on a limb, 95% of us don't do, is listen to, mm-hmm. our, we, we've forgotten oh, yeah. what it's like to tune into our own hunger cues. Um, so that's definitely something you don't want to, to, um, what's the word, not mess up, but. You don't want to teach them to not listen to that either. Right. It's really important. Again, we're trying to teach them how to have positive relationships with food. And if we're forcing them to eat when they're not hungry. Now, and that's the tricky part as a parent because they're saying, well, mommy, Mm -hmm. I'm done. Okay. Are you done because you don't want to eat it? Or are you done because you're actually full? And so the approach that you were talking about, where if they come back later and say, I'm hungry, and be like, oh, okay, there's more dinner right. in the fridge. I think that's a great approach to take with them. Oh, well, go back and eat when, you know, what you didn't get to eat right. earlier. And there's times that they'll do that. They'll say, mommy, I'm full right now. Can I take a break? And I'll tell them, absolutely. Just set your plate on the counter or in the fridge, you know, depending on what it is. And sometimes they'll come back and finish it. Uh, because I, I don't want to force yeah. them. I don't want to make them think like, you have to finish this right now. Uh, it should not be a rushed thing. We need to slow down and eat. Um, so, yeah, it, it's just finding that fine line. You know your kiddo best. Um, and, you know, maybe your your child has some texture issues or something else going on, too. I mean, you're, you have to mold all of this to fit you and your family. Yeah, and it's tricky. Oh, yeah. I get it. I mean, I... 
even, you know, us with all of our experience in nutrition, fitness world, we still question things that we do from time to time. So you have to make your best judgment and do what you can to, to set them up for success. Uh, so I would really take this into our next topic, uh, Avoid using sweets to bribe or reward your children. Now, this one I struggle yeah. with too, but it's just good to be mindful right. about it, and that's why I yeah. want to talk about it. So um, I hate the idea of labeling food as Agreed. good or bad because it's sending the wrong message yes. to our kids. Like you say, okay, if you finish your broccoli, then you can have mm-hmm. that cookie. Well, you're saying that the broccoli is bad, and the cookie is good. So what are they going to want? You tell them they can't have something. They're going to want that thing you're telling right. them they can't have. Or you're holding it at a higher standard than the thing that's actually really more beneficial for their overall mm-hmm. well-being. So it's just good to be mindful of that. I'm not saying that you shouldn't give your kids cookies. Right. But... If they're asking for candy or cookies or cake, be like, well, we're going to eat dinner right. right now. So we'll talk about it after dinner and not bring up the fact, well, if you get this, then you get yeah, this. So I think that's where the workaround mm-hmm. is or, you know, because it's not that they can't have it and you should deny them of it. But if they're really hungry, then they'll finish that food thinking like oh well maybe there's a chance that I can have that and if mine come back you know if they finish their dinner quickly because they know there is a dessert which is very rare um you know they'll put their plate up okay can I have the cookie now or can I have the ice cream or you know whatever it is and I'm like well if you're still that hungry then you need to get some more dinner if you can immediately go from dinner straight into dessert you did not eat enough of your meal you need to go get seconds um, that's how we do things. And usually they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Just randomly sometimes be like, hey, let's have a cookie. Right. Like don't attach it to any kind of reward. Okay. Be like, hey, if you do this, you could have a cookie. Or, um, you know, were you good today? Oh, great. You can have some ice mm-hmm. cream. And, and we all do it. I mean, our culture is built around oh, that. Yeah. You know, what do you do? What do you do when you have something positive happen we in your life? With or a special food. event? Yeah. yeah. Everything yeah. is celebrated. You, you made straight A's? Great. Let's go out for ice yep. cream. Um, it's my birthday. Let's go out to dinner. Yep. Like, you know. And there's nothing wrong with right. that. You just want to try to not attach rewards right. to right. food. Yeah, when you can. I I know it's difficult, but that's just something, again, to be mindful of. It's paying attention to these things. And that's something that, like I always preach, you know, if you want a cookie, eat the freaking cookie. It's like when we go to H-E-B and, you know, they have the cookies in the bakery for the kids. um, We usually get a cookie. Sometimes we split one. Um, sometimes we all get one. It just depends on how we've eaten the rest of the day, what we've got going on later, but it's never, I mean, and sometimes, no, we don't get anything, but I think that makes a difference versus we can't have this. We can't have this, or now we can have dessert. Like there's no set time. It's, Oh, we're going to have a cookie just because it's Tuesday and we can, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with having a cookie. 
So, you know, we're trying to create that healthy balance of things, that moderation. So they don't get hung up on, I can't have this or I shouldn't have this. Exactly. I I never feel like you should demonize food, but you should bring light to the nutritional value of eating a well-balanced diet. Right. And mine, they learned from a pretty early age. So one of mine has a really big sweet tooth like I do. Um, that girlfriend can can pack it away. But uh, <laughs> here's the thing that I've learned or, or that they've learned over the years is when we go to birthday parties, you know, there's always tons of sugar and cake. And, and we do it for their birthday party too. It's just have a good time, whatever. Um, but they have learned to limit themselves because they know what it's like to not limit themselves and feel like crap. And they have done that since they were probably seven years old. They have had the self-control, if you will, to say, you know, no to the second piece of cake or a soda or something like that, because they know they're going to feel like garbage later on if they do, because I've let them feel that way before. Um, Maybe some people don't agree with that and that's fine. You do you, but I feel like they kind of had to learn what that felt like. Like I didn't let them go gorge themselves, you know, but um, anyway, it's taught them to know their limits. So they know they can go and enjoy themselves, but also know that they don't want to push it too far. Which is important. I think so. (laughs) I mean, you really have to set the foundation when they're young. And I'm not saying that if you didn't start when they're young, that they can't still be retrained. But it's really important to start them off. You know what? Kids, of course, they're not going to love fruits and vegetables if they've been used to getting junk food, you know, chips, cookies, like 24-7 in their lunches. Um, Babies, you know, right off the bat, usually, not right off the bat, but, you know, in their, uh, you know, first year, will tend to appreciate that more because all they're getting before that is breast milk or formula. So anything is a step above that. But then once we start to give them the junk, they're not going to appreciate those fruits and vegetables and, uh, you know, meats that we're giving them. And that's because of the processed foods. The more, and not that we don't eat processed foods, because I certainly do as well, but the more processed food, the more it changes your palate, your taste buds. And Your taste buds, your palate, whatever you want to call it, cannot appreciate the true sweetness of a strawberry or bowl of grapes or an apple. Um, They get dampened, if you will. If you're just feeding it nothing but, you know, Coke and Doritos and hot Cheetos or whatever the hell the kids are eating now. What what are those things? Um, (laughs) You know, and 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 hostess cakes and, and cookies and whatnot you're there you're fighting a losing battle and then you know if you're feeding your kid that stuff and then all of a sudden you're like i'm on the bandwagon we're going to eat fruits and vegetables now they are going to revolt like nobody's business because it's gross to them it's not going to be flavorful uh, because their taste buds are jacked up but the good news is you can change that i am walking proof of having a garbage diet and literally not liking anything but like plain vanilla, no spices, no nothing. To now I eat a variety of like everything, everything. Um, so you can, it, it's never too late to take control of that. 
Absolutely. And, you know, again, it goes back to the first topic that, or first point that we talked about, which is you as a parent have to set yeah. an example. You have to show them the right. right way to eat. Now, I'm not saying go be a closet eater and eat all the cookies you want and then in front of them. Yeah, I know, right? But show them, hey, it's okay to have a cookie, a piece of cake, brownie, some ice cream, but there is a place. And a time for that. And it's not after every meal or every day, you know, we treat ourselves with a brand. Now, you know, around the holidays, we tend to get a, a little bit more involved. Um, but, you know, in, in like the baking yes. and the eating out and the eating the junk food, that's okay. You know, it's, you're not, it's not going to be perfect 100% of the time. But you go through that however many weeks of doing that, and then you jump right yes, back into agreed. it. Don't, don't beat yourself up. You know, I tell everybody, all my clients, you know what, plan, and not plan, but it's okay if you put on like five to 10 pounds in that time, but try to do as best as you can. And then once that period is over, really focus on eating. Like me, honestly, whenever I go travel, I obviously don't eat the best right. when I travel. Most people don't. Uh, and I don't always eat the best around the holidays. But I can only go so long with eating like that where I'm just feeling gross. And not like fat gross. Like, oh, like I just need like a total inside mm -hmm. cleanse. Like I'm not even craving that food anymore. I just want good whole food and it takes time to get your body like that but it's just constantly working and making small changes to to get you to yeah. that point so right and okay so the last thing I wanted to talk about is don't be a short order cook for your kids do not cater to them 100% of the time because you're not teaching them any, um, you're not doing them any right. good by doing Who's that. Who's got time for that anyway? Yeah. No, I don't mm -mm. for sure. But you know, and, and especially when they're younger, they're going to find those foods that they like. Remember I said it takes them about 15 to 20 times of having something mm -hmm. set in front of them before they'll actually be a hundred percent willing to try it. Um, and even then it can be kind of a, a fight, yeah. but if you're constantly putting all the things they want in front of them, then they're never going to try right. those other things. So it's a good idea to take maybe something they like and add something new, add yeah. a couple things new, and then th they still get to eat the thing that they like, but then they're also going to try this. You could try the two bite rule. You could just be like, okay, just, you know, Try this one. Maybe, you know, don't worry about this other item. If you, you can, mm -hmm. there's ways around it. If you're giving them like two to three choices of something that they can try on their plate, in addition to right. the thing that they like. Great points. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just really, really important to set your kids up from the beginning or as early as you can. And it's not too late to change. 
even if just say your kids in their teenagers, it's so oh, much no, like I to didn't, change. No, I didn't start changing my ways until I was in my early thirties. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're the parent. You do the grocery shopping. Oh my you gosh, do yes. the cooking. So they, ha- it's not like they can go and buy the stuff and I, make it for I themselves. Can I just say, and this is probably going to piss a lot of people off, but you know me, I don't care. Um, <laughs> how many people have told me, well, all they'll eat is, you know, Pop-Tarts and Lucky Charms and, and soda. And, and you know what my response to that? Who? <laughs> who does the cooking? Yeah, who house? does the grocery shop? And, you know, they get, yeah. oh, well, mm-hmm. I do. Okay, well, um, here's a thought. Quit buying it. It's not that hard. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm not saying, again, like I said earlier about the kids revolting. If you decide to just change everything, all of a sudden, that is not a good strategy. So maybe you're buying oh, yeah. no, no, no. Coke and Lucky Charms every day. Maybe you just take one of those items out at a time, right? It's all about small changes. Yeah, and... Right. And instead of buying Pop-Tarts, like the Pop-Tart brand, maybe find a healthier brand when that has, there's ones that I buy for my kids that are minimally processed and we've made them before too. So we're able to put our own healthy ingredients in it. Now that takes time. So if you don't have the ability to do that, just try to find a healthy alternative to that. So it's not just like they're right. putting cold turkey. Yep. Um, yeah, it's not going to taste just like the Pop-Tart brand Pop-Tart. But it's still not completely taking it away from them either. So that's a good way to transition is to maybe try making it yourself or find a healthier alternative. Because right. there's always a way. Thing. Even if you can healthify a small portion of it, that's an improvement. It's not an all or Absolutely. nothing Absolutely. You know? I, uh, I uh, recently, with my daughter, I took her off of milk after she was turned two. We took her off of milk. And she's never really been able to handle, like, the um, normal milk. Like, she, we've had her on a lactose-free mm. brand of milk. And so I switched her to oat milk. And I didn't tell her. Um, and oat milk is like, it's a lot creamier than almond milk. Have you ever no, tried I have milk? not tried that one yet. I was going to, and then, you know, the quarantine happened. And so it's not available. Yeah. So I love it. Um, and I, it's a lot creamier than an almond milk. And almond milk has that, you know, almondy, nutty taste. Um, and Oat milk just has, it's a different, unique taste. It's, like I said, it's really creamy. And I put it in my, Mm. I have black tea most mornings. And I put it in there with a little bit of stevia. And it is, like, Mm. perfect. Um, Yeah. And so, anyways, I switched her from, and she didn't, she didn't even notice. Like, I didn't say anything. We just swapped it out for the other. I found something similar in not texture, but like, Mm. um, richness because like she was on, uh, the 2% and that Mm -hmm. is still really rich, uh, really creamy. And so the almond milk, she could, she was not going to go for that. 
But the oat milk, because it still is that creaminess, she had no issues with it. And it's a lot better for her than doing the lactose-free milk. Yeah, good to experiment. You never know. Absolutely. And that's the other thing. You should constantly be experimenting with your own foods and with your kids' foods. Because, you know, you you don't know what you don't know. And if you're not trying it, if you're not trying it, because... I can't tell you how many times my oh, taste buds yeah. have changed you know, as an one adult. Other thing I wanted to touch on super quick, and then I think we can wrap up. Yeah. But um, unless you are one of those rare people, if you continue to allow your kids to eat nothing but chicken nuggets and mac and cheese and peanut butter and jelly, and that's it, they will develop palate fatigue. There will come a day where they will not eat it yeah. anymore. And then what are you going to do? Um, it, it, very like true. I said, there's those very rare people that they literally exist on chicken nuggets and mac and cheese, but they're like a medical marvel. Um, and they, they have some, some internal issues and whatnot, right? Uh, as a whole, you have got to have variety in your diet or you will develop palate fatigue. And not to mention, more importantly, you can develop intolerances to those foods, Absolutely. I mean, and I, I don't know about you, but when I was younger, I did not eat the best and I would eat a lot of the same things. And I noticed I just wasn't getting full. I would eat the same amount. And in the beginning I'd eat that and I'd get full, but then after so long, and then I just wanted to eat more. And so I would go to different things because I didn't have that. Yeah. You're you're right. And when we did, uh, my husband and I did keto a couple years ago for quite a while. Um, just trying it out and everything, right? Because I didn't feel comfortable guiding my clients on something that I hadn't personally done. So, so we did oh, it, yeah. and that meant eating a lot of the same things over and over and over to hit those macros and and everything. And it, it was yeah, yeah, and that's was, why I could yeah, not it was do. very <laughs> disordered eating. Um, but here's the thing: I ate so many egg cups. And I actually should share the recipe because they are good. Um, I literally cannot stomach make even making them now because I ate them so yeah. Yeah. much. The thought of put of eating that makes me gag. Oh yeah, for sure. I have there's I went through that too. There's a couple things where I'm like, oh, I can't because I ate so much of it that I just can't. The idea of stomaching it. I was like, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, no. and, you know, learn from our mistakes. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and keto, I only lasted on that like for five minutes. And I was like, nope, no, yeah. this is not for me. Like, I'm, I'm not doing it because yeah. you are really limited on your foods. Yeah. And I, I just great. like carbs. Um, carbs are my and, favorite. So, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, but trying all, I tell, I tell my clients all the time, especially ones with young kids where they come to me and might ask for advice on how to get their young ones to eat. I'm like, feed them yep. the colors of the rainbow. Make it fun. You always want to include all the colors, all the greens, yep. all the purples, all the blues, like all of the colors of the rainbow is yep. what you should have. You are so right. You are so right. All right. Well, I will type a bunch of these bullet points that you went over today and I'll include them in the show notes because I think they're 
really good to kind of just have as a refresher. Um, Cause I think we can all get stuck in a rut from time to time, you know? Um, so Absolutely. I will get those uploaded and Oh, and then I also did want to share that this week on our Beyond Fitness Facebook page, I am going to be sharing a couple different ideas for snacks Perfect. and meals uh, for kids, toddlers, older kids, for you to try at home, experiment with, just some things that either I personally use with my kids or that I've recommended to other people that have awesome. gotten really good feedback awesome. on. Awesome. I can't wait to see. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Beyond Fitness with Mel and Bree. We'd love to have your feedback and have you subscribe to our podcast. To connect with us, feel free to look us up on Facebook at Beyond Fitness with Mel and Bree, or you can find Mel on Instagram at Mel Hammonds or Bree at Hope Faith. Get fit. Until next time.